Chapter Twenty Four of The Gods Are Athirst. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. The Gods Are Athirst by Anatole France. Translated by Mrs. Wilfred Jackson. Chapter Twenty Four. There seemed no end to these trials for conspiracy in the prisons. Forty-nine accused crowded the tiers of seats. Maurice Brotteaux occupied the right-hand corner of the topmost row, the place of honour. He was dressed in his plum-coloured surtout, which he had brushed very carefully the day before, and mended at the pocket where his little Lucretius had ended by fretting a hole. Beside him sat the woman Rochemore, painted and powdered and patched, a brilliant and ghastly figure. They had put the Père Longomère, between her and the girl Athenaï, who had recovered her look of youthful freshness at the Madelonettes. On the platform the gendarme massed a number of other prisoners unknown to any of our friends, and who, as likely as not, knew nothing of each other, yet accomplices one and all, lawyers, journalists, ci-devant nobles, citizens and citizens wives the citoyenne rochemont caught sight of gamelin on the juror's bench he had not answered her urgent letters and repeated messages still she had not abandoned hope and threw him a look of supplication trying to appear fascinating and pathetic for him but the young juror's cold glance robbed her of any illusion she might have entertained the clerk read the act of accusation, which, succinct as was its reference to each individual, was a lengthy document because of the great number accused. It began by exposing in general outline the plot concocted in the prisons to drown the Republic in the blood of the representatives of the nation and the people of Paris. Then, coming to each severally, it went on. One of the most mischievous authors of this abominable conspiracy is the man Brotteaux, once known as Daisy Lett, receiver of imposts under the tyrant. This person, who was remarkable even in the days of tyranny for his libertine behaviour, is a sure proof how dissoluteness and immorality are the greatest enemies of the liberty and happiness of peoples. As a fact, after misappropriating the public revenues and wasting in debauchery a noticeable part of the people's patrimony, the person in question connived with his former concubine, the woman Rochemont, to enter into correspondence with the émigrés and traitorously keep the faction of the foreigner informed of the state of our finances, the movements of our troops, the fluctuations of public opinion. Brotteaux, who at this period of his despicable life was living in concubinage with a prostitute he had picked up in the mud of the Rue Fromenteau, the girl Athenais easily suborned her to his purposes and made use of her to foment the counter-revolution by impudent and unpatriotic cries and indecent and traitorous speeches sundry remarks of this ill-omened individual will afford you a clear indication of his abject views and pernicious purpose speaking of the patriotic tribunal now called upon to punish him he declared insultingly the revolutionary tribunal is like a play of william shakespeare who mixes up with the most bloodthirsty scenes the most trivial buffooneries then he was forever preaching atheism as the surest means of degrading the people 
and driving it into immorality in the prison of the conciergerie where he was confined he used to deplore as among the worst of calamities the victories of our valiant armies and tried to throw suspicion on the most patriotic generals crediting them with designs of tyrannicide only wait he would say in atrocious language which the pen is loath to reproduce only wait till some day one of these warriors to whom you owe your salvation swallows you up as a stork in the fable gobbled up the frogs the woman rochemore a ci-devant noble concubine of brotteaux is not less culpable than he not only was she in correspondence with the foreigner and in the pay of pitt himself but in complicity with swindlers such as julien of toulouse and chabot associates of the ci-devant baron de batz she seconded that reprobate in all sorts of cunning machinations to depreciate the shares of the company of the indies buy them in at a cheap price and then raise the quotation by artifices of an opposite tendency to the confusion and ruin of private fortunes and of the public funds incarcerated at la bourbe and the madelonnette she never ceased in prison to conspire to dabble in stocks and shares and to devote herself to attempts at corruption to suborn judges and jury louis longuemar ex-noble ex-capuchin had long been practised in infamy and crime before committing the acts of treason for which he has to answer here living in a shameful promiscuity with the girl goku known as atanais under brotteaux's very roof he is the accomplice of the said girl and the said ci-devant nobleman during his imprisonment at the conciergerie he has never ceased for one single day writing pamphlets aimed at the subversion of public liberty and security it is right to say with regard to martha goku known as atanais that prostitutes are the greatest scourge of public morality which they insult and the opprobrium of the society which they disgrace but why speak at length of revolting crimes which the accused confesses shamelessly the accusation then proceeded to pass in review the fifty-four other prisoners none of whom either brotteaux or pere longuemer or the citoyenne rochemont were acquainted with except for having seen several of them in the prisons but who were one and all included with the first named in this odious plot with which the annals of the nation can furnish nothing to compare the piece concluded by demanding the penalty of death for all the culprits brotteaux was the first to be examined you were in the plot no i have been in no plots every word is untrue in the act of accusation i have just heard read there you see you are plotting still at this moment to discredit the tribunal and the president went on to the woman rochemore who answered with despairing protestations of innocence tears and quibblings the pere longuemer referred himself purely and entirely to god's will he had not even brought his written defence with him all the questions put to him he answered in a spirit of resignation only when the president spoke of him as a capuchin did the old adam wake again in him i am not a capuchin he said i am a priest and a monk of the order of the barnabites it is the same thing returned the president good-naturedly the pere longuemer looked at him indignantly one cannot conceive a more extraordinary error he cried 
than to confound with a capuchin a monk of this order of the Barnabites which derives its constitutions from the Apostle Paul himself the remark was greeted with a burst of laughter and hooting from the spectators at which Père Longomer, taking this derision to betoken a denial of his proposition announced that he would die a member of this order of St. Barnabas the habit of which he wore in his heart Do you admit asked the president entering into plots with the girl Goku Known as Atanais the same who accorded you her despicable favors at the question the pair Longomer raised his eyes sorrowfully to heaven, but made no answer. His silence expressed the surprise of an unsophisticated mind and the gravity of a man of religion who fears to utter empty words. You, the girl Gorku, the president asked, turning to Atanais, do you admit plotting in conjunction with Brotteaux? Her answer was softly spoken. Monsieur Brotteaux, to my knowledge, has done nothing but good. He is a man of the sort we should have more of there is no better sort those who say the contrary are mistaken That is all I have to say The president asked her if she admitted having lived in concubinage with Brotteaux The expression had to be explained to her as she did not understand it But directly she gathered what the question meant she answered that would only have depended on him But he had never asked her there was a laugh in the public galleries and the president threatened the girl Goku to refuse her a hearing if she answered in such a cynical sort again At this she broke out calling him sneak sour face cuckold and spewing out over him judges and jury a torrent of invective till the gendarmes dragged her from the bench and hustled her out of the hall The president then proceeded to a brief examination of the rest of the accused taking them in the order in which they sat on the tiers of benches one a man named navette pleaded that he could not have plotted in prison where he had only spent four days the president observed that the point deserved to be considered and begged the citoyens of the jury to make a note of it a certain bellier said the same thing and the president made the same remark to the jury in his favor this mildness on the judge's part was interpreted by some as the result of a praiseworthy scrupulosity by others as payment due in recognition of their talents as informers the deputy of the public prosecutor spoke next all he did was to amplify the details of the act of accusation and then to put the question is it proven that maurice brotteaux louise rochemont louis longomer Malte Gorku, known as Atanaïs, Euseb Rocher, Pierre Guiton Fabulé, Marceline Descourtis, etc., etc., are guilty of forming a conspiracy, the means whereof are assassination, starvation, the making of forged assinat and false coin, the deprivation of morals and public spirit, the aim and object civil war the abolition of the national representation the establishment of royalty the jurors withdrew into the chamber of deliberation they voted unanimously in the affirmative only accepting the cases of the aforenamed navette and bellier whom the president and following his lead the public prosecutor had put as it were in a separate class by themselves gamelin stated the motives for his decision thus 
the guilt of the accused is self-evident the safety of the nation demands their chastisement and they ought themselves to desire their punishment as the only means of expiating their crimes the president pronounced sentence in the absence of those it concerned in these great days contrary to what the law prescribed the condemned were not called back again to hear their judgment read no doubt for fear of the effects of despair on so large a number of prisoners a needless apprehension so extraordinary and so general was the submissiveness of the victims in those days the clerk of the court came down to the cells to read the verdict which was listened to with such silence and impassivity as made it a common comparison to liken the condemned of prairial to trees marked down for felling the citoyenne rochemont declared herself pregnant a surgeon who was likewise one of the jury was directed to see her she was carried out fainting to her dungeon ah sighed pere longuemere these judges and jurors are men very deserving of pity their state of mind is truly deplorable they mix up everything and confound a barnabite with a franciscan the execution was to take place the same day at the barriere du trône the condemned their toilet completed hair cropped and shirt cut down at the neck waited for the headsman packed like cattle in the small room separated off from the jailer's office by a glazed partition when presently the executioner and his men arrived Brotteaux, who was quietly reading his lucretius put the marker at the page he had begun shut the book stuffed it in the pocket of his coat and said to the barnabite what enrages me reverend father is that i shall never convince you we are both of us to sleep our last sleep and i shall not be able to twitch you by the sleeve and tell you there you see you have neither sensation nor consciousness left you are inanimate what comes after life is like what goes before he tried to smile but an atrocious spasm of pain wrung his heart and vitals and he came near fainting he resumed however father i let you see my weakness i love life and i do not leave it without regret sir replied the monk gently take heed you are a braver man than i and nevertheless death troubles you more what does that mean if not that i see the light which you do not see yet might it not also be said brotteaux that i regret life because i have enjoyed it better than you who have made it as close a copy of death as possible sir said the pere longuemere his face paling this is a solemn moment god help me it is plain we shall die without spiritual aid it must be that in other days i have received the sacraments lukewarmly and with a thankless heart for heaven to refuse me them to-day when i have such pressing need of them the carts were waiting the condemned were loaded into them pell-mell with hands tied the woman rochemore whose pregnancy had not been verified by the surgeon was hoisted into one of the tumbrils she recovered a little of her old energy to watch the crowd of onlookers hoping against hope to find rescuers amongst them the throng was less dense than formerly and the excitement less extreme only a few women screamed death death or mocked those who were to die the men mostly shrugged their shoulders looked another way and said nothing whether out of prudence or from respect of the lords a shudder went through the crowd when athenais emerged from the wicket she looked a mere child 
she bowed her head before the monk monsieur le cure she asked him give me the absolution the pere longuemare gravely recited the sacramental words in muttered tones then my daughter he added you have fallen into great disorders of living but can i offer the lord a heart as simple as yours would i were sure she climbed lightly into the cart and there throwing out her bosom and proudly lifting her girlish head she cried vive le roi she made a little sign to Brotteaux to show him there was a vacant space beside her Brotteaux helped the barnabite to get in and came and placed himself between the monk and the simple-hearted girl sir said the pere longuemare to the epicurean philosopher i ask you a favour this god in whom you do not yet believe pray to him for me it is far from sure you are not nearer to him than i am myself a moment can decide this a second and you may be called by the lord to be his highly favoured son sir pray for me while the wheels were grinding over the pavements of the long faubourg antoine the monk was busy with heart and lips reciting the prayers of the dying Brotteaux's mind was fixed on recalling the lines of the poet of nature sic ubi non erimus bound as he was and shaken in the vile jolting cart he preserved his calm and even showed a certain solicitude to maintain an easy posture at his side Athenais, proud to die like the queen of france surveyed the crowd with haughty looks and the old financier noting as a connoisseur the girl's white bosom was filled with regret for the light of day End of chapter 24